From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, August 25th. In a press conference outside the Grand County Sheriff's Office yesterday, law enforcement said they have not identified a suspect in the double homicide of locals Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte. The couple's bodies were found in the South Mesa area of the LaSalle Mountains last week. Their cause of death? Due to gunshot wounds. This case is still in preliminary stages. Detectives are following up on leads. A suspect has not been identified at this time. Captain Shan Hackwell is the public information officer for the Grand County Sheriff's Office. He confirmed that agents from the State Bureau of Investigation and Federal Bureau of Investigation are assisting with the case. The county is also receiving help from the U.S. Forest Service. Our objective is to investigate and utilize resources to prepare a prosecutable case and hold the offenders accountable. Friends and family of the couple initially reported them last seen in Moab on Saturday, August 14th. However, law enforcement has determined that they were last seen leaving Woody's Tavern one day earlier on Friday night, August 13th. The Grand County Sheriff's Office encourages anyone who may have seen Crystal or Kylan between Friday, August 13th until their bodies were found on Wednesday, August 18th to contact investigators. Since the women were found dead, there's been a palpable fear in the community. On Sunday's candlelight vigil for the couple, organizer Laura Lee Green described the feeling. As a woman, I, I've camped and been all over this country, and for the first time, I'm actually afraid. And I know that a lot of women uh, feel that way here in Moab, and it's just um, it's very shocking. In response to these community safety concerns, Grand County Sheriff Steve White said active patrols have increased in the LaSalle Mountain area. Public safety is paramount to us. We've increased patrols on the mountain. We're doing everything we can. We both did overflights with helicopters. I want the public to know we're doing everything we can to maintain their safety. In a follow-up, the sheriff's office told KZMU News they are sending multiple deputies every day to patrol in the LaSalle Mountains. As detectives continue to follow up on leads, listeners can contact the Grand County Sheriff's Office with any information that could be relevant to this case. Their number is 435-259-8115. Moab's lawmakers have backed off from a potential property tax increase. Last night, the city council passed their budget without one. That means Moab City's property tax rate will remain at zero for now. I cannot um, at this time endorse a property tax. City Council Member Karen Guzman-Newton. She and others said city leaders failed to adequately communicate what specific projects the property tax might fund. Property tax revenue would go to the city's general fund and could be used for many different needs. I have heard that... We would use property tax for sustainability, transit, police, infrastructure, and increasing staff. The truth is it can be used on all of those things. We've been asked by citizens to get creative and tighten our own belts, be specific, transparent, and get very, very clear about what we are offering to residents with a property tax increase. We have not accomplished that. Nearly all of Guzman-Newton's fellow council members agreed. Moab City's revenue currently comes from sales and use taxes. The city's property tax rate has been set at zero for nearly 30 years. Ronnie Durasseri wanted more time for a detailed look into other potential funding sources. 
we definitely owe it to all of you to look at what expenses we could cut and what other revenues we can look into um, and what other funding opportunities, you know, what might be available outside. And I also think another thing that we really owe it to ourselves and each other to do is to look at what tourism realistically can pay for. The one dissenting vote last night came from council member Kaylin Jones. He encouraged his fellow council members to pass even a modest property tax this year. However, they could not be swayed, and his own motion for a tax increase failed for a lack of a second. For half a century, Navajo and Hopi lands were the site of one of the largest coal mining operations in the West. The mines are now closed, but some are concerned about what's been left behind. Catherine Davis-Young, with our partners at KJZZ, reports. I'm driving over miles of dirt roads in the central part of the Navajo Nation. The coal mines that operated here for decades are inactive now, but there are still signs warning of explosives. There's still machinery and razor wire along the side of the road. Some of the land has grown over with plant life, but this area still doesn't look right to Nicole Horseherder, a longtime Navajo environmental activist who's lived nearby her whole life. What you can see is all this this really hard-looking Grass. Um, this is what the community members complain about. The largest is, uh, private coal company in the world, Peabody Energy, started mining here in the 1960s. Its lease area for two adjacent mines, Black Mesa and Cayenta, cover about 100 square miles of Navajo and Hopi land. As the market for coal declined, both mines shut down, Black Mesa mine in 2005, Cayenta mine in 2019. And a law known as the Surface Mining Control and Reclamation Act requires the company to rehabilitate the sites. The requirement is to bring the lands back to pre-mining conditions, and that is nowhere near what they're doing. Ben Navamsa is the former chairman of the Hopi tribe. Like Horse Herder, he thinks cleanup has been too slow, and he's concerned about long-term impacts on vegetation, wildlife, and groundwater. Anybody has damaged our lands for over 50 years, and they've made huge profits. We're saying they have a moral obligation to help the tribes. Navamsa and Horse Herder were among tribal citizens who testified in June before the U.S. House Natural Resources Committee. My name is Benjamin Navamsa. My name is Nicole Horse Herder. In a letter to the Congressional Committee, the Navajo Nation president and vice president wrote that mining left behind a, quote, ecologically devastating and socially unhealthy mess. And they wrote the federal office overseeing cleanup has been, quote, negligent. That agency is the Office of Surface Mining Reclamation and Enforcement, or OSMRE. Michael Yellowman with OSMRE's Indian Programs Branch says cleanup is underway. It's a large mine. There's just a lot of areas that are in different stages of that reclamation. Peabody Energy did not provide an interview for this story, but says work was delayed in 2020 by COVID-19 restrictions. But rehabilitation work has been ongoing since April. Yellowman says Peabody has now reclaimed about three quarters of the disturbed land and says all of the mined areas are on schedule to be replanted by 2027, then monitored for 10 years after that. But Navamsa and Horse Herder are doubtful the land is really being returned to its prior condition. They want OSMRE to revise Peabody's permit, which would trigger additional public comment opportunities and environmental assessments. What's the standard in which the land should be reclaimed? Is it based on the people who live here and know the vegetation? 
or is it based on Peabody standard? OSMRE says permit revisions aren't necessary, and Yellowman points out tribes signed off on the mining leases. But those lease agreements are part of a decades-long bureaucratic process. The permit application packages that have these reclamation plans you know, they were originally approved in 1990. For a horse herder, that's frustrating. That's that's 30 years ago. She says those three decades have dramatically altered this environment. Today, we're facing severe drought conditions and the water is just not available and accessible to us as it was before. At the Black Mesa mine, coal got mixed with groundwater to pump slurry through a pipeline all the way to Nevada for decades. The process is estimated to have used millions of gallons per day. The Natural Resources Defense Council in 2006 studied groundwater in the area. The organization found mining operations were critically depleting aquifers and increasing chemical compounds in the water. Many homes on this part of the reservation don't have running water and depend on wells and springs for domestic use. So Horse Herder says if the mines impacted groundwater, that needs to be addressed. The water situation affects everybody that lives on the plateau. OSMRE says it evaluated the hydrology in the region as recently as 2016 and determined mining was not damaging groundwater resources in the area. The agency says the coal company is following the law. But Horse Herder says restoring tribal lands shouldn't just be a matter of what's legal, but what's right. Indigenous people think of this place as, as home. And what does home mean to anybody, you know? Catherine Davis-Young, KJZZ News, reporting from the Navajo Nation. This story comes from our partners at KJZZ in Arizona and their Tribal Natural Resources Desk. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, August 25th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.